The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We're in Bentonia, Mississippi. And I got a full crowd here with you. I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves. Philip, go. I'm Philip Sable, Groove Johnson, Cosmic Gravy. Next to us, we got Ben Dolphin, Sam Man for Cosmic Gravy. I'm Deke Vincent Rivers, and I want to be a photographer when I grow up. (laughs) Right. My name is Dr. Hunter Burell, and I am the front man uh, for Cosmic Gravy. And Candace, come on. Um, Candace Ivory, also known as the Queen of Avant Soul, and I currently play with Trenton Ayers and Wolf Eagle. Right, Trenton's a boy, man. That's so cool. We've never done a podcast quite like this. Six men deep. We are not only uh, going to discover a little bit about uh, some guy from Missouri who just, <laughs> he just wanted to be a photographer. Want to be. And we want to talk a little bit about this Bentonia sound. Candace got a little bit to talk about. Uh, Cosmic Gravy, Groove Johnson, got a sound guy. We got a lot going on here. Yeah. So I want to start with you, Deke. Okay. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Southern Missouri. Um, Donovan will always be home to me. That's what I was just saying. But I currently reside in Cape Girardeau, but Donovan on the Arkansas state line, the Ozarks, will always be my home. Mm. It's, I still to this day say to my sister, are you going home this weekend? And we know what we mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. Donovan. So that's, that's home. So how photography? I love photography. I, I love music, and taking pictures is just an excuse to get to be around. To go? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, like, words. how I met Dick was he just takes some badass photos. Amazing picture. Uh, from these blues artists all over Mississippi. And we just happen to be in the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, how did that start up for you? How did you get involved with the Mississippi blues, my friend? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad lived in Mississippi for a while, uh-huh. but he lived everywhere, so that kind of means nothing. Um, my daughter graduated from Ole Miss, uh-huh. so there's connections throughout. Um, Memphis, growing up in the country, essentially halfway between St. Louis and Memphis, uh-huh. anytime somebody, I've said, anytime somebody got sick, went to the hospital, had to fly out to wherever, you flew out of either St. Louis or Memphis, about flipped the coin on which place it was, mm-hmm. I always preferred Memphis. And um, Memphis is you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the state line, so yeah. right there it is, and Clarksdale's down the road, and Hill Country's to the east, and there you go. So that draw was kind of it was it was a very natural thing. It was a natural draw, draw, yes, sir. yeah, yes, sir. And so just to introduce more of the people to the folk, Candace, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? <laughs> that's the question of all questions. Oh, <laughs> come on, Candace. <laughs> so, be- real quick, can I can yeah, I interject go, this yeah. before I lose this thought? 
Um, Trenton. You play with Trenton. That that is awesome. Um, we used to, me and Matt, uh, a drummer that played with us today. I don't know if y'all got here before we stopped playing or not, but we used to open for him and said when they would when it, it was just them two okay. before when like uh, when they got found out they got nominated for the first Grammy. We opened for him, said and Gary and uh, Martins and Jackson. Trenton is so cool, man. I love Trenton yeah. Death. If you you see him, tell him Philip said what's up, man. He's he's a He's a unique guy, but he's he's a really cool, really good guitar player. Like, yeah. great guy, guitar yeah. Incredible. So I haven't seen him in a long time, but we're gonna be playing Hill Country Picnic next, next week. Next week, right, right, right. Candace and Hands of Fire, Trent. Right, right, right. Who else plays with you? Well, we've been playing with Wolf Eagle, which right. is Quartavius, uh, Mason, and Tim Scruggs. Yeah. But we're also playing with Kari Wynn, who um, is the guitar player for Public Enemy. Right. And then we're playing with this guy named. Um, Donnie Johnson, who is an amazing drummer out of Louisiana, who's right. been on the Memphis scene, just kind of working. And those guys are my part of my rhythm section on the album I've been working on. Awesome, so awesome. it's been really cool to be. I know that's good company. So y'all must be y'all must be doing something. I'm something, excited doing to be you know. with these guys. Yeah, it's really right. fun. And just to take the conversation to where we're sitting right now. Let's all talk a little bit about Bentonia. Let's talk about this area. How did you hear about this place, Deke? How did it happen? I am not sure. I, you know, it it all runs together. On, I, right, I'm yeah. old. My it it seems to do that, right? But the blue circles, like the, the blue, that. the like blue circles, just, like that. It's hey just. Hey man, we're in Clarksdale. Where are you going Clarksdale, tomorrow? Next week they're playing in Bentonia. You Somebody, know, what I mean? you know, there's something happening in Como. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just. Let's go over there and check that out. Let's go over there and check Always something Holly Springs, Waterford, you know, yeah. Foxfire mm -hmm. Ranch. Don't want to forget right. that. Um, there's just so much going on all the time. And in one of those conversations, the Blue Front and Jimmy Duck Holmes, the one and only Jimmy mm -hmm. Duck Holmes, mm -hmm. you know, came up. And uh, I came down here. I guess, if I'm not mistaken, the first time I came by, Jimmy wasn't even playing. Um, Talked to him though for an hour, just gracious as Jimmy always is. You know, that's a kind of a running thing that Philip and I have going yep. with people who come to meet and yep. duck. It's like when you first come down here, mm -hmm. you come down here to meet duck. Exactly. You ain't yeah. doing. You ain't doing anything else. No, it's just you just meet. Not the first time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had to. Chop and that, wood that's and the way to do it because then he's sitting here. There's nobody else around. You can talk to Jimmy all you want mm -hmm. and everything. That's that's the way to do it. And, all. and um, you know he. I don't remember if he played for us that night or not. Honestly, I've yeah. forgotten. Things get blurry in time. But he sent actually to hear blues. He sent us on down to um, T Bows, which go by today to catch some blues at T Bows because he wasn't gonna play them. He may have picked up. Is a that guitar. the crawfish place in Pocahontas? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. I played there uh, yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool place. Good, good, uh, yeah. good crawfish. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah, Candace, just to throw it over to you. Is tell me a little bit of the blues in Mississippi for you, like. What's going on right here? Whew, just he's just coming out with all the loaded questions right <laughs> off the jump for me right now. Yeah, come on. Really triggered. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I spent most of my life trying not to sing the blues if I'm being totally honest. I grew honest. up in church. Yeah, I, I feel that though, yeah. You, you grew know, up in church? Like, mm -hmm. Well, my, I did. I'm a preacher's kid, and all of my family is either preachers or singers of some type. Uh, my uncle is a blues legend. He used to play um, with this group called the Fieldstones, and his name was uh -huh. Will Roy Sanders. And you know, so I grew up with a 
a blues legend in my family. I had a lot of really prominent musicians in my family, all in different areas, and they all struggled with like being secular musicians or yeah. playing in church. And so, just the blues lifestyle itself, I spent a lot of time with my uncle. I did play the blues, but it was just kind of like. I also grew up, I played music really early, so yeah. I was a preacher's kid. My dad was teaching at Rhodes and also preaching, and so his students came to our church one day and saw me singing, and that group was called CYC, and I became the front person along with Elliot Ives, who is now Justin Timberlake's guitar player. Oh, cool. So our band CYC, we played Bill Street every night at midnight. I'm like 15 years old. Oh, so it's just yeah, yeah. something here, right? right. That's tight, though. That's cool. <laughs> you know, like I've been a professional musician that long, and then my introduction to the blues scene was really with Billy Gibson, harmonica player out of Mississippi, and uh, him, Calvin Newborn, Charlie Wood. I pretty much grew up on Bill Street, yeah. And my cousins are also blues musicians, so my whole family plays music, and it's like, okay, maybe we should try to do something different. Yeah maybe we want to try to take some things further so that was like really the way i felt about it you know yeah so i'm just that's me being totally honest so it kind of came full circle though you ended up back in the blues <laughs> though, you know what i mean well what happened was i i you know coming from that place i i feel like i'm the bridge between a couple of worlds like right, yeah sure. i'll talk to people who've never been to a juke joint and they don't know what that is and they don't know what those types of people <laughs> yeah. are like and yeah, they that, don't know yeah, how fun that, that environment is. can be yeah it's mm -hmm. just i miss those old folks you know because mm -hmm. they don't make people like that blue front Places Reds. like this are so much fun. Teddy John. Yeah. They're magical, Teddy down right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this Outside of Baton Rouge, you know. Teddy's. Yeah. Teddy, you know, this, those real. This opens this up. And just out of respect for Jimmy Duck Holmes, out of respect for the 50th anniversary right. of doing this. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what this means. It's the longest running blues joint. Yeah, in the yeah. world that's there's, yeah there's not i mean yeah. if, if this place ever you know ceased to exist we, then you know, what you got you know you got a few you got a few places but this is like right. you know they're, they're, this, is, this is home for a lot of people like me who mm -hmm. you know i i grew up playing lots of different kinds of music and gilbert drags me over here and you know so i sit there and play for two three hours with jimmy duck and Learn the Bentonia style and the, the Bentonia, Bentonia style. That's a whole other and, and you know what I mean? from everything else. Bentonia right. style. And so like, Skip James and I mean, that's a whole other world. Every show I play Absolutely. anywhere across mm -hmm. the South, yeah. you know, if I'm if mm -hmm. we're in Orange Beach, Alabama, I'm telling them about the Blue Front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey, we're about to play Catfish Blues. Well, mm -hmm. you know, well, here's a guy named Jimmy Duck. If you ever find yourself that's around Bentonia, Mississippi, go mm -hmm. check this place out. Keep yeah. it alive. You know, yeah. the legend lives on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, just a photographer from Missouri. I mean, why Mississippi? You it's know, where it's we, at. We talked a little right. bit. It about feels it. like home. I've said this a thousand times. I've never felt more at home than so I do in Mississippi. And you're from a country area too. I'm, I'm right? from the rural. Yeah. I'm from the Ozarks. So right. I'm from rural, and so the hill yeah. country was one of the first draws to me because it's similar, even, even more so than the the Delta. Right. And so it's crazy. Honest. It's like I, I imagine that was the first like, thing I ever went to. When I think about 
you and where you're from, I think bluegrass. I think uh, that's I think those good <coughs> right. that good mountain music. Exactly. But then when I see your photos, it's that Delta Blues. Yes. And I was raised Pentecostal, and that opens up another genre of yeah. gospel. That's some and, jamming stuff there. You know, that's, that's, you know, yeah. that's that's real music there. And yeah. all that we, we it were is. growing up in church. We just thought it's what church music sounded like, but right. come find out, it's kind of you know like that would blow a lot of people's minds like like I, you went to that church and i'm sure y'all had amazing music in your church and then i've been in, in other churches where if you had a piano in there uh, yeah you know what i mean and it's just singing people singing acapella horribly yeah. you know yeah. like a hundred exactly. of them yeah. completely out of key yeah. and you just you know because well, if you've ever been in a church with good music yeah. you walk in there and you're just yeah. like, well here in the rolling stones do you got to move and they they're doing a song from church. What are they? That's Mick Jagger. You know, that, yeah. that was one thing that we talked about with uh, Terry Harmonica Bean yesterday. Yeah. We were talking about the origin of sound yeah. and music. Mm -hmm. And you cannot escape mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. It influenced rock and roll. Right. It influenced so much music. Mm -hmm. It was so influential right. in the music industry, yeah. the film industry. Yeah, mm -hmm. If you don't have Junior Kimbrough, you don't have the Black Keys, you know what I mean? Right. If you don't have and, and like, don't have a lot of stuff. Like and like that, we've right. been flirting with, it came into the church. Right. right. That exactly. devil music came to the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then they found some kind of way. Yep. It's And it's always been a um, strange dichotomy between the two and everything. Right. Uh, as far as the whole, blues, right. this is devil yeah. music, this is church music, mm -hmm. and yet... That was the big they're, knock. That they're was still the kissing cousins whether they like it or not. That was the knock on if Ray think, Charles, yeah. If you think yeah. about it, Christianity has kind of found a way to coexist with just about everything that it's encountered like that, you know, like it. That's true. You know, it just it, you get a new iteration, it's the same bare bones, philosophy, principles and everything, but it, you, you find a way to coexist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People Candace. need it though, you know, like people need to just go ahead and accept the fact that we like the, you know, we like the dynamic of good and bad. We love, mm -hmm. you know, evil versus, you know, yeah, righteous, yeah, yeah. you know. That's we love struggle. to struggle with this. It's, like, it's human nature. We should yeah. accept that and just know of it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you know, these things can live comfortably together, you know. Candace, I want to ask you about what led you to Bentonia. How are you here? Well, I mean... That is a good question. It's, things happen really randomly in my world. Like, I love it. I'm an artist, so I have a lot of really artistic friends, and I just get to meet a lot of interesting people on in a general way, and I love that. So since I started really re-engaging with the blues and you know playing, you know, dealing with my family's sound and everything, I've been connecting with people like Deke and. Uh. I mean, one thing a lot of folks don't know is that I was a person who, along with Rhodes College and my dad and a lady named Money Jordan who handles the yeah. King Biscuit Festival, yeah. I created the first blues symposium at the King Biscuit Festival. And that was like, I want to say like 2010. It was a year, it was the last year B.B. did it, Dr. Right. John, yeah, yeah. You know, Taj Mahal. It was a really good festival. But that kind of like really made me aware of kind of the need to educate people about you know where things used to be because yeah. people forget like where things are mm -hmm. 
and where it came from right you know who founded what I started really thinking about that because we created this residency for the students to come out and like go to Hobson and check out Memphis Minnie's grave and like yeah. you know just kind of go up a couple of little spots and then they hung out at the King Biscuit Festival and like did presentations it was a really cool deal but it was a, that was a really cool and interesting time but I saw that at that point I realized there's just a whole generation of folks who is really separate from a, a world that really doesn't exist anymore right. you know? kind of not here. It's like being but a, the music. A, you're a stranger in a strange land. Right. <laughs> you really are. But see, that's the thing about blues. That's what I love about blues so much. Like last night I'm playing in Selma, Alabama and, you know, to a bunch of country music fans. You know what I mean? But you look up about halfway through the show. Yeah. Start, and they'll yeah. tell you after uh -huh. the show, like, you know, normally I like to sing along with the songs, typical music fan. They're like, but you know, you play the kind of stuff that makes you want to move around. Like, That's what blues is. Everybody likes blues. You just Dancing. don't know you like it until you, <laughs> yeah. until you walk up on it. Right. You know what I mean? You round the corner uh, and hear something. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you there. think you like rock and roll, then right. You or really if, you, love if blues. you think you like gospel music, then mm -hmm. you probably yeah. like blues. Or if you think R and B, you probably like blues. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? All this stuff comes yeah. from blues, and yeah. it's really yeah. you know. A lot of people, oh, I don't really like the blues, but you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you just right. don't realize you just that don't you know do. it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You just haven't been hit yeah. with it right mm -hmm. yet. You know, because mm -hmm. and there's so many different kinds of blues. Everybody yeah. hears blues and they immediately go Chicago or Stevie Ray Vaughan or, right. or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, man, y'all need to have to check it. If there, you want, if you want something so much, a little more, go go check out some hill country stuff. You need stuff. to dig so much something's deeper. Something's got some bounce to it. You know, this stuff here, something's got a little more upbeat. You mm -hmm. know. It ain't all the same, and people mm -hmm. just don't really ever explore that. Mm -hmm. They just hear blues. People just blues. need to admit that, like, all the southern states are their own countries. Yeah. yeah. That really, <laughs> That's a real thing. I, yeah. I try to explain it to people, and I say, listen, I'm from nowhere, but the most definitive thing about me is I'm southern. But that is very loaded in that every state is its own thing. It has right. its own thing. It offers. It's yeah. the most diverse to me, the most diverse place in the country. Right, maybe, it is. maybe the world. Yeah. I heard someone say today. I quoted it. It said, if you want to understand the world, start with Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. it. True. You know, I mean, we you know, said that, yeah. didn't yeah. yeah, it's the, the, you know, the population, the percentages of population have proved that, though. It is one of the most diverse places. You get down on yeah. the coast, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. from all kind of other places, yeah. and you know, you. You know, you get up around Memphis and you got, it's just, and even Mississippi's like four different countries. Right. You got like you know, Memphis, you got the coast, you got like central area, you know what I mean? That's absolutely You got real. South Memphis, you got, you know. That's so, that is real talk right there. And then coast people are wild, man. The one, thing, the one thing to me that ties Mississippi together, though, and maybe the South as a whole, but I notice, you know, I've been to several different states in the South, but I notice it the most in Mississippi. I feel there's a sadness here. There's, yeah. There, there's a little bit of defeat. You know, still hanging around. Well, and there's so, that there's that history wanna, that a lot of us would, you know, you kind of want to, you kind of want to embrace it because you want to learn from it and don't be that, you know, don't ever go back to how, you know. But then you you want at the same time you're, you know, ashamed of it. You know, a lot of the stuff that happened in the South is, like, I go back and listen to all these podcasts, man. I was listening to the story about the flood in 1927. I had no idea that in Greenville, they were going into the city of Greenville and take forcing people at gunpoint to go fill up sandbags on the river and Can just you and I, yeah, how crazy is Can that? You 
You know, and that, that's not I that long ago. That's less than a hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? And then you think, like, I'm from Philadelphia, and the stuff that happened there in the 60s, Mm -hmm. 60 yeah. years ago. 50, yeah. You know, there's people yeah, alive. I live right up the road from the church that was burned to start all of that yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I've, I've talked to, uh, you know, I grew up out there around mm -hmm. that church, and I know a lot of those people, and a lot of them are still around, you know, mm -hmm. and they remember yeah. it. And yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, you know, it ain't as far off as yeah, a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody absolutely. knows somebody that knows somebody. Right, you know? so it's yeah. hard to come to, as a Southerner, it's kind of hard to come to grips with that because you, like right. I said, you, you kind of want to be like, pretend it didn't happen but you can't do that because then yeah. it'll happen again mm -hmm. you know so then you want to be you're ashamed of it to people that aren't from here and don't really understand it you know what i mean because not everybody was bad people right. but there was enough of them you know what i mean to make a difference and like mm -hmm. i played in selma last night and they were telling me all about the history of selma yeah, that's it yeah i'm right there by no. the bridge well, I, I was around the corner from the mm -hmm. edmund pettus bridge and you yeah. know they were telling me all the stuff that and I hopefully i'll get renamed one of these days right yeah and that's crazy yeah it's like wallace state yeah they, they, yeah, damn. exactly. The college, 15 miles up the road, mm -hmm. is named after wow. I'm the that most racist governor they this. ever had. You know what I mean? And Deke, I want to tie you and Hunter together just okay. for a second. Okay. But as someone who left Mississippi, Hunter, yes, to Kansas, someone from Kansas to Missouri, Missouri but uh, <laughs> 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 Missouri. I'm not a mistake to be made right there. <laughs> oh, I am oh, very sorry. Okay. Hey. Oh, Rock chalk, none of that. Rock chalk, no hog. I love it. I love it. I love I, I'm okay but, being a Razorback, but not a Jayhawker. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. So is that? Are you a Tiger though? Are you a Missouri guy? Or? You're not a Mizzou fan? I'm a Razor. I'm a Razor. Yeah, guy. I got you. Uh, Sue, Sue Pig, go Hogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have me, some, I'm a state Tell fan me a little bit about this cultural dichotomy because y'all two swapped. Uh huh. You're down here doing photography. Mm -hmm. Hunter went up there to study and play music. Uh -huh. And I'm seeing, like, y'all are two good people to depict the dichotomy of it Mississippi versus Missouri. What is it? What is it like? Well, as far south in Missouri as I am, it's still it's I, it's a southern state. Yeah. Um, it, um, for better or worse, than you know, during the Civil War, it was neutral or whatever. But it it really sided with the South and everything for better or worse. And so it's a southern state, especially when you're on the Arkansas state line. Right, so here. I'm, you know, southern. By nothing seems different. Radically, obviously in Mississippi, um, it other than feels more like home than any place I've ever been, which is ironic. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but when I'm here, I feel it's almost like everybody came from Mississippi. Yeah, everybody's good to, start to with, me. You know? I, I'm happy, and I, um, I'm just home. Home. Yeah. What did it feel like, Hunter, when you when you went to Missouri? I went to Kansas. I mean, it was a cold. <laughs> get, get it right, Alan. I can't do it. Separate places. I can't do it. You went up there, boy. If you went up there right in the middle of Kansas City and started drive, drive to Missouri and drive west and hit Kansas. In fair, in Go fairness, hell, I worked huh? in Kansas City. I mean, literally the first office. It was like Alan needs geography <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, definitely culture shock. I mean, uh, b before that time, the biggest town I had ever lived in was Starkville, yeah. and uh, <laughs> moving from Starkville to Kansas City, boy, that was uh, that was wow. a shocker, you know. Um, and one thing, you know, since we've been kind of in this vein, one thing that really kind of shocked me is because, you know, 
when I grew up, John Brown was a terrorist, you know? Mm. In Kansas, John Brown is a hero. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and in that, Missouri, he's a it, terrorist. Though. You know that that that, 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 that that's the difference. Yeah, that yeah. There no, we no, go. No, now we're, we're fighting terrorists. Somehow. Yeah, uh-huh. y'all made fun of me, though. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. As a lot of people, you know, I guess you kind of see in some of the other side of it, but people, yeah. people in the South, <laughs> they're still hidden like that. There's still a lot of them. It's true. It's and they true. really are, and I, you know what I mean. Like there's, you know, there's still a lot of people out there celebrating Robert E. Lee's birthday at the house. You know what I mean? And they just. I but, saw but, a video game once that was like... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. A Civil War depiction, and it was like... It had these alternative endings to oh the Civil God. War. I was like, <laughs> Do we really what? need to go there? <laughs> what could possibly be different? You know? I mean, really? What you, would you like to You change? replaced one for another. <laughs> right. You talk about the difference. I went to Northfield, Minnesota, what? where the James, you know, Missouri, the James brothers are essentially, you know, next to maybe Chuck Berry. The greatest right. thing that ever come out of Missouri. You know, right. they're he- folk heroes. Mm-hmm. Go to Northfield, Minnesota. That's where the where where they right. you know where the younger brothers and Jameses had their and they know, ran through the woods, hit their like water, the hit their water, them. so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so fascinating because all my life I was an old man by the time I got to to Northfield, Minnesota, and there the bank everything is still intact. They you know they oh, they wow. know where to make tourist money when they can and all but <laughs> instead of it being about these folk heroes who are, it's yeah. about how the yeah. town Robin Hood who came and robbed from the rich and gave to the poor is these you know uncouth hillbillies from Missouri came up and attacked these good town folk <laughs> and they gave they wouldn't name the Jameses or the Youngers but they had the names of all the Oh, you know, yeah, who's from Northfield, Minnesota? And I'm sorry for everybody from Northfield, Minnesota, listening right now. You know, <laughs> but they, they have the names of those people, and they would not name yeah. Jesse freaking James <laughs> or Cole freaking younger. How like, much different? Yeah, yeah. Ain't that wild? Like we just talk about history, so depending on where you're from and how you heard it. Exactly. Right. exactly. How you heard it? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's all, all like about just to bring it back. It's to all just, That's exactly. It's all perspective. perspective. And then it goes to show you how stories can change over time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. But just to bring it back to where we're sitting right now, we're sitting on history. We're sitting in Blue absolutely. Front. Absolutely. We're at the Blue Front Cafe. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like Candace, Dee, whomever. How did you find out about it? And tell me about that first time. <laughs> you go first. Well, talking about the first time is kind of personal and all, but <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. No, um, I, I'm trying to remember the first time because it, in my case, it's all it really has blended. You know, going back way younger. You know, I, I was. You know, my dad. We came back to Mississippi when I was a kid mm. because 
this is not the story, but he lived everywhere, but he lived in Bruce, Mississippi, longer than anywhere yeah, else. So he came Bruce. to Bruce just so he could reconnect with the one place he had any roots at all. Yeah. And um, so, and I was a kid then, so, it, you know, between that, my daughter at Ole Miss, um, and. You gotta qualify that statement, because like, technically what he's saying is, he's a gypsy. Yeah, that's okay though. You know, and that's an interesting world because that's like a very, you oh, know, really? different type so of this, world. So you're, you're you're not just saying that. You're right. My real, yeah. I mean that. My cool. great grandfather. <laughs> you know, cool, they came though. from Bo Bohemia. Bohemia. Yeah. yeah. They came to this country from Bohemia in about wow. 1900. Um, they were gypsies in in Bohemia. It's now the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was known as they, Bohemia yeah. at the time. Right. Nowadays, you talk about. You know, bohemian lifestyle. Well, that's that's what you know. So, how long did this go on? When did when um, you were until you were a kid? When um, my great grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. came to this country, founded a town, and being gypsies, they founded a town in southern Illinois yeah. and moved on again. Yeah. Um, being farmers, they they're in the uh, Mississippi Delta soil of yeah. southern Illinois and. Yeah that typical logic that my family has, they decided, let's farm in Texas instead. Yeah. And so that's what they did. And um, the rest is history. We're <laughs> been off, yeah. scattered to the wind ever since and everything. So, that's, that's you know, they left that's behind wild, the, the greatest farmland in the world. Trying right. <laughs> <laughs> to try to make a, try to grow try something. Trying to make it an old dusty so Texas. It, it's Texas. <laughs> so smart ain't something you look for in, in my family. But that's that's a real unique thing though, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, a lot of people, it's like uh, my mom's side of the family, all they know as far back as they can trace is, is there was somebody in our family that got kicked out of Texas for stealing horses. And, uh, and he changed his name uh -huh. to, to avoid getting in right. trouble yeah. to uh, Marshall Hurst because he was in Hurst, Texas, which was in Marshall County. Right. And that's yeah. why he moved to Alabama uh, and changed his name to Marshall Hurst. That's, and then it. nobody since of that's like our stopping it. point. That's Ooh, as far back it. as we can go. That's a, that's a great story. And they're a bunch that's of, typical. That's a, they're, they're a bunch of wild that's, ones, too. They, they, yeah. they still that's, are. They, uh -huh. they some Alabama fans, boy. Oh, oh, I mean, oh, I they are, they are, if somebody's making fun of an Alabama fan. The epitome? They could take pictures of some of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So had a mullet since the 80s, didn't change it. It came back, you know what I mean? Never never got rid of it. It just so, like, came when, on back around. Like when they go to church, I mean, like is, is like Jesus there or is like Nick Saban there? I'm just curious. It's both, it's both in Alabama. It's both. both. Okay, it's just they curious. alternate Sundays. <laughs> they used to be a trinity. Now there's a quadruple. Yeah. It's Bear the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Nick Saban. And Nick Bear Saban. Bryant. Bear Bryant. <laughs> and Bear Bryant. Yeah, yeah. Bear Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, there's a five. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we got Jackie Sherrill. <laughs> Raise the roof. Dan, Dan Mullen way. Oh, Dan Mullen before he crept up. Yeah, before he went to Florida. 
Well, no, it's funny because being from Mississippi, when somebody tells you that somebody is from Mississippi and they tell you they're an Alabama fan, and you tell them you've never even set foot in Tuscaloosa. Hey. Yeah, no. I'm an Alabama fan. No, no, no. Every time they out, man, I've been an Alabama fan since the Bear Bryant days. And I'm like, I don't know what it was about Bear Bryant, but he has some fans they in Mississippi. Put, they, put, right? they, they put him on a bunch of Cokes. That's what it is. And you know how, they, you got some. how them old white folks are. They save it. Like if they get a Coke can with some special this shit on it, it's going on top of the refrigerator forever. 1988. Hey, it'll, be, it'll be separated into water and Coke. Syrup before, yeah, what is it? Anybody ever moves it? Like. What is it talking about? Like rich folk, uh, you know, like smart rich people collect art and heirlooms, yeah. but country for our world, we commemorative collect commemorative coke cans. Oh, yeah. I got an Elvis Earnhardt. Elvis Presley. I, I, I hate NASCAR. I got a Dale Earnhardt one at my house right now. I've got an Elvis plate at my house and all. You want to so Facts, Total facts. I want to talk a little bit about what y'all have going on. Uh, Candace, what do you have going on right now? What are you up to? Everything. Uh, Get out of here. And too mm -hmm. much. Right The now. general specific. I <laughs> Need about 32 hours a day. I know, right? Well, mainly just uh, doing this project with Trenton. Um, also, like, finishing up my own uh, very first debut blues album which is like that's been interesting so I've been working with some friends on that and just finally finalizing that over the next few months so I'll be doing that I'm also a visual artist so painting photography that's whatever what medium yeah, yeah yeah like I just really enjoy art and all the different facets so if you're accepting work from people where could they find you they can just go to my website. They can go to either CandiceIvory.com or they can go to, you know, Facebook, Candice Ivory, the Queen of Babylon Soul, or just friend request me. Um, and is your album going to Spotify and, and all that, or are you just going to sell hard copies? Or? I have three projects right now um, under my own name. They're all different types of music, right but it's all original. But it's just all different focuses and that's kind of how I am as an artist like I'll get a focus but I always still do you know I'm always doing session work for other people so I have a couple of projects that I've been working on with friends like various places and right now it's just about next year is the 20th anniversary of my first album so I've been working with a group of guys from Canada to remix all of my catalog as yeah. like chill beats and like hip-hop lo-fi like yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. like you know ambient kind of dream pop-ish type yeah, stuff yeah. you know so that's the kind of stuff I, I my like true passion please don't tell anybody this is anybody we're not this is not the place to say it if <laughs> nobody will ever hear this. close your ears <laughs> close your ears <laughs> is that like okay this is just between us right i know we're not recording this but okay so i just got back from alaska <laughs> working with <laughs> make some cricket sounds <laughs> i just got back from alaska working with one of my buddies um from uh college and i did this like kind of version of whose line is it anyway for uh, musicians. Uh, yeah? yeah but it's like we're just making up you know music on the fly and oh, stuff yeah. like that 
And then we ended up playing this mining town in McCarthy, Alaska, which is in the middle of playing Minecraft in real life. <laughs> it's the end of the earth, I swear to God. Like there's nothing out there. Like you're in the wilderness. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> but it got me I, because it was such a surreal place, like people would come up to you and be like, Are we are we alive? Are, are we really is this real? Yeah. I'm like, Yep, yeah, I'm well, getting I'm out of here too. Like at some point I'm gonna leave. You yeah. know, I'm going back home. But I loved it. It was such a surreal, unique place. But it got me in the mood to like really work on like my dream pop album. So I'm like, that's, that's where what it's I at like right now. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm a I'm a blues musician. Keep that together. You know, I'm doing blues right now, Deke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and that's the thing. I love all. I love so many different styles of music. I I just like to be able to do whatever I want to do. Well, but my family is blues gospel you know all these different that's the root you know funk. exactly yeah, yeah. i believe know? that's the idea of being objective in what you like whether you're a fan of it or not let's just say you're a rock and roll fan but objectively you can say that it's this good, it's rap good, artist yeah. is a good artist mm -hmm. yeah. right, and yeah. so like when you get around music if it's good it's objectively good mm -hmm. whether you like it or not right, right. sure a musician can tell if something is well put together and right. if it's if it's you know if they just threw some crap down and called it a song you know that's it's pretty blatantly obvious to people right. that are actually trying to do it you know what right. i mean so yeah. if we hear hey, i could hate the song but if i hear it i'm like man you know, they did a good job with the drums man that you know that snare mm -hmm. sounds real good or i pick right. out something that i like yeah. i try to always exactly. if, even if it's like something i don't like like man i wonder how they did the vocals like that or how to get the guitar sound that way you know what i mean so you can always find something as a musician to appreciate and i'm exactly. sure you know as an artist yeah. you can always find something to appreciate in other people's art because right. they put something into it right. you know That's but you true. can also tell when somebody doesn't Somebody just, yeah. you just really drive for money or for whatever, you know. If somebody's out there just taking pictures, you know, there's yeah. a big difference between being a photographer and snapping a bunch of pictures. Sure. You know what right. I mean? There's the artistic aspect. Like that the way he is so big. like visible with his style. Oh yeah. Completely could pick it out of any I could pick you out of anybody right Thank now. If yeah. you are unfamiliar with Deke's work on this podcast, go find him on social media right now. You he seems to be in the moment right when he snaps a shot and then he does his effects and it just it's just you capture the blues you capture Mississippi so well of your work thank you let's talk about that thank you like how did you get in that mind frame to do that um, I guess for lack of a better term by being self-taught I just did it my way yeah. Ain't nobody else's you, way to go. You capture exactly. the feeling of, of the, you know what I mean? More than just the, the image of it, you capture I, what's going on. I truly know? appreciate you saying it because yeah. that's that's what I want to do. I'm right. not trying to make a museum print, you know, of, yeah. you know. Right. Um, I know all the people like me really appreciate it. Like, yeah, if, appreciate I know anytime you tag want, me in a picture and I'm like, hell yeah, I, want I can use this one because that's going to be good. I appreciate you know? it. If you think you're here or think you wish you were here then I've done what I wanted right, to do and exactly, that's, yeah. that's all I try to do it's um, that's that's my passion is just make it feel like you're here and because not everybody is and we're, right, we're all right, best right. right here to be at the blue front right now and uh, enjoying it but not everybody is and I want 
them to feel it. Right. Now, if, if, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, I know you said, you know, it's just kind of your own style and it's what it means to you, but like he's saying, you know, your photos really capture the spirit of what's going on in that moment. And what to, to you, what, what does it take to do that? I mean, does it come down to including the kid that's playing on the side of the stage or not? I mean, you know, it, like... You, whatever captures my eye. So if it's somebody dancing, instead, sure. of, instead of the musician, if there's somebody dancing and, you know, they're getting into it and they're making the show, then that's what I want to photograph. It, it doesn't have to be the musician. It's, it's what's happening in the moment. It's and the moment. It's the moment. And if I capture the moment, was musician or somebody watching from state from the side or whatever, I've done what I wanted to do. That's one thing I've enjoyed. I've, I've known you for uh, you know almost two years, uh, and just following you on social media, it's always a pleasure seeing the pictures that you're taking. Thank you. Because even if I'm not there, uh -huh. because of your work, I feel like I'm there. Right. Because right. you do exactly sure, that. It might not be who's on stage. Uh huh. It might be the little child dancing, mm -hmm. but I know exactly what you're trying to capture. That's, that's, thank you. That's, I, <laughs> I did my work then. You know? Yeah, that's, um, that's, you did your part. Thank you. And so, guys, we got some music to catch. Yeah. I got three questions to walk this bad boy out of the door. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all so much. This is a big damn thank episode. You. But uh, I want Candace, Deke. Hunter, even Diesel here, if he wants to chime in. <laughs> even. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your Blue Front Cafe Ben Tony experience this year. What did it mean? 50th. Best show I've played here. Yeah. By far, yeah. Best show, best show I've played here. Yeah, that meant a lot, you know, to, 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 to do that today, you know, on the 50th and, uh, to play that much of the set in Bentonia tuning and to you know to, to make Jimmy happy by passing that on uh, that's where it's at for me you know yeah. to me it's coming back as uh, I, I I was a completely new addition to the crew last, this time last year you know I had just met Philip a couple of weeks beforehand honestly and uh, th this time around I got to get on stage and you know, there's the Amtrak it's perfect. I love it. Train. It's perfect. Every night. What, but, uh, what's more know, perfect than the train going by? Yeah. Th th this time, Makes you know, I got to get on stage and you know play a little tambourine. You know, like, hey, I, I was having a, I was having the ball of my life. You know, like when we play with our other band. You know, I'm the front man, but I didn't mind sitting back here with my tambourine at all. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what does it for you here? Let's see. I guess I hate to say it, but I hadn't ever seen Bobby Rush play here before. Wasn't so that great last night? That oh, was incredible so last awesome. night. That was just um, just the best. Yeah, I've been here for a lot of, you know, when Jimmy was up for a Grammy, uh -huh. a, lot of, a lot of different events, but I've never been here when Bobby played. Yeah. And, you know, he's playing out there and he's 88 years old and it's 125 degrees outside and he's putting on the show of life. He's wearing, you know, sequin jacket, you know, and um, just... It's so funny because when they were setting the lights up last night, I'll tell you this, I don't think Bobby would care. I don't think Bobby will hear this, but the way the lights were set before he got up there, he said, Hell no, I want, I want those lights on the stage. Show my girls. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to see. I want them people to see my girls. 
<laughs> I did see the girls. I saw them too. I think everybody saw the girls. Yes. I think we all I think we, we saw did. those girls. So, I don't know if you have any further to go, but Candace, what has Ben Tony mean to you? Well, that's one of the things that uh, brings it back. My, I guess where I was originally going was that when I did that King Biscuit Festival, I met you know a lot of great people like Scott Beretta who did that with me, and so running into him here and seeing Bobby here you know it was just kind of like a little full circle in some ways because yeah. you know I was like well here we are back again you know on our our um, pilgrimages to just enjoy the blues and just like you know give reverence to people who inspire us like the the family of the blue front and just the people of Benetonia and then to have Bobby Rush do a show like that when we've all been through this two-year intensive lockdown Thank you. Thank you, and yes. we're Thank all you. together and it just felt so fun and good to hear a tight band and just dance and just be all sweaty and hot and you didn't care because it's Bobby Rush and we're just laughing and all together mm -hmm. all That's kinds real. of people That's all real. kinds of ages Nobody like starting stuff, nobody being crazy. We're just drinking, dancing, having a good time, laughing, playing with each other, and just enjoying ourselves. It was great. <laughs> just, just being in the moment. That's what a juke feels like. That's what I grew up feeling like. I don't understand the segregation in clubs. I didn't grow up in clubs like that. Everybody was always together, and that's the southern thing that I'm used to that Amen. when I play outside of the South I don't get that and mm. so then I don't know where to play because I'm like well I'm not gonna just play to one group of people I'm gonna play to everybody who wants to hear mm -hmm. and then they got the option to stay or go but I'm not gonna intentionally say I'm directing my music towards this target audience I care about people in general so then this music is for everyone and we can all just be together and like have a good time and like just be be great you know that's what's missing out here and i think that's something that we found here yeah it was so awesome I, there's there's nothing like it the greatest thing that happened to me in the past two years is without a shadow of a doubt this because you and i think yeah no. We met here, mm -hmm. and although we don't hang out all the time, I follow your work. I'm very passionate about what you're doing, mm -hmm. and we're friends, mm -hmm. and I'm excited about what you have going on. Right. Candace, it goes for you now. Yeah. It's like there, there's just something that just happens. Yeah, the circle just keeps kind of like expanding. You just yeah. meet someone else and someone else and someone else, and it just keeps keeps growing and then it gets smaller yeah. at the same time you come in here but you know you play with Trent yeah and then you know and then the world ain't as big as it feels exactly exactly right so guys I want to walk it out of the door right now uh, I won't Deke please let the people know where they can find your photography and then Candace I need to know where I can find what you got going Absolutely. I, for lack of, you know, just Facebook, Deke V. Rivers, Deke Vincent Rivers, and um, that's, I, I really don't have a web page or anything. Um, I, I do, do this. 
I, what's that? You gotta have on Facebook though. I, I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Deep V Rivers on Facebook, and um, follow my pictures there, like them, um, follow me or whatever. But I, I really don't have a web page. I do this as a passion for fun. I'm not trying to, you know, like anybody else. I just drink all of it. Candace, give it to me. I mean, you can go to Facebook at Candace Ivory or. Candace Ivory, Queen of Avon Soul, or you can go to www.candaceivory.com, which will prompt all those things. So I'm on Instagram as Avon Soul Queen and Twitter as Avon Soul Queen. And Instagram is probably where I spend the most time because I post a lot of artwork there. And then in my stories, like I'll post a lot of really fun stuff like things that I don't usually share, things I'm reading or, you know, other artist friends that I've like connected with things like that or people I'm inspired by daily. So that's how I treat it. Like I treat it like a journal. There you go. This has been Porch Talk in Bentonia. Deke, Candace, Hunter, Philip, Diesel. Thank you so much. Thank right you. Here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> how was it? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.